0: Welcome to the Experience Darden podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Ty Sheets. Ty is a second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2024, and he and I recently connected to talk more about his background, how he decided to pursue an MBA, what led him to Darden, his experience navigating the MBA program as a parent, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Ty Sheets. Hi, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, Brett. All right. Well, how's everything going? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, second year of springtime is a really nice time to be uh, at Darden in Charlottesville, um, enjoying the uh, the slower pace of second year for sure. We're gonna go on some hikes in Shenandoah this weekend. Weather's gorgeous. Uh, I'm I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, it's a busy time of year in admissions. Um... And so uh, I'm so appreciative of your taking time out of this uh, conversation. A hike uh, in Charlottesville sounds like a nice way to spend uh, a weekend. It should be pretty warm this weekend, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so Shenandoah National Park, they they got a good bit of snow, actually, a couple weeks ago. But I think it's been warm enough to melt off and dry out. And, yeah, we're going to trek up there and, and see what things look like. We're excited for it.
0: Are you somebody that enjoys outdoor activities?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we are big hiking fans my wife and i and my and my daughter um we hiked a bunch in shenandoah last uh, semester but the winter we kind of put a pause so we're kind of getting back in the rhythm of things going back on most weekends now
0: all right do you have a favorite hike in the in the area
1: it's tough to pick one i mean we've probably done 10 or 15 in shenandoah just by itself something Rock. i'm not remembering the name of it right now but there's There's a hike where you 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 hike up almost straight uphill, but it's a gorgeous, gorgeous view once you get there, and it's 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 a rock kind of formation. You kind of just look out over the entirety of the Shenandoah Valley, and it's it's amazing. There's so many of those types of hikes around here, though. It's it's hard to remember all their names.
0: That's all right. Well, uh, thanks for indulging my hiking related questions. Certainly one of the benefits of being in Charlottesville uh, for business school. So uh, before we get too far along in the conversation, though, tell us a little bit more about who you are and, and your background.
1: Sure. So I'm actually originally from Virginia, but I, I haven't been back for oh, 10 or 10 or 11 years since I, I moved out in the first place. But I'm um, from a little tiny town in southwest Virginia, Haltzel Howie. Um, and uh, first love was music so i poured myself into trumpet playing and all through high school was really passionate about that so i decided to go and and get my degree in music and went to a tiny little school in north carolina called Web, and did music education thinking i was going to be a band director um that plan changed a little bit whenever i got uh, more and more passionate about performing so i went and did a master's in performance at the um, conservatory in cincinnati and uh, Performed and taught in in a few different capacities for a few years. Did about a year stint on cruise ships and got to travel all around the world and see a lot of cool things and meet a lot of really interesting people. And um, that was an awesome stage of life. But uh, long story short, just sort of, I had a good friend of mine who had volunteered a lot um, and was passionate about having an impact on her community. And that got me thinking and reflecting. You know, how what kind of impact am I having and what kind of impact do I want to have? So. Um, I kind of reevaluated and thought, let me let me try something else. So I went to an AmeriCorps program called City Year, which um, AmeriCorps is kind of like a domestic version of the Peace Corps. It's like a national service program. So I spent a couple of years in Kansas City serving uh, in disadvantaged schools, uh, joined staff for that organization, um, led, managed teams and partnerships with with schools there in Kansas City. Um, and that kind of takes us up to right prior to Darden. It's been. Quite the ride, a, a little bit of a windy path, but a good one.
0: Our well, listeners may know I'm from North Carolina, so I know Gardner Webb, uh, Boiling Springs, oh, yeah. North Carolina. The Bulldogs, right there. That's right. Just, <laughs> a, just uh, I guess, just a little bit past uh, Shelby, or so. Um,
1: yep. Good barbecue yeah. in
0: that area of North
1: Carolina. Yeah, I'm a little partial to Kansas City barbecue these days. Haven't spent the last uh, five or six years there, but definitely not going to complain for some North Carolina barbecue either.
0: Yeah, so uh, Kansas City, also very good barbecue, one of the barbecue destinations uh, in the United States. So how did you get interested in pursuing an MBA?
1: Yeah, so I was, you know, as I mentioned, managing teams at city here in Kansas City and sort of assessing what I wanted my career to look like. You know, I've been a musician, I've worked in a nonprofit and, um maybe I wanted to do that full-time for for my career. Maybe I wanted to do other things. I, I got married and started to think about having a family and really just wanted to expand my opportunity set. So I had a great experience at City Year, but I, I knew that if I wanted to transition out, it could be difficult to do something else or something, you know, or even to to keep growing in my career and, and getting more responsibility and, and more uh, kind of high, uh, higher leverage jobs or ability to make decisions that were going to have bigger and bigger impacts, if that makes sense. So, um, started thinking about the MBA mainly as a means of increasing my level of opportunity, so that I could one have a you know more fulfilling and impactful career, but also give my my family the opportunities that I, I thought it you know they deserved. So started thinking about it. Nobody else in my orbit was really thinking about or doing an MBA program, but um, as I did research, I started to understand kind of what these types of programs did for people, and that that made me really interested. So. You know, took the GMAT, did all the research, put the applications in, and kind of shot my shot. And luckily, you know, things worked out. And, and it's a good thing they did. I was pretty convinced my wife was uh, convinced I was going crazy there for a little bit. You know, like, is this actually a, a thing, you know, applying to an MBA program like, like Darden? But, uh, yeah, things, things worked out. I'm, I'm really, really grateful they did.
0: Well, what got you interested in Darden specifically? Uh, what jumped out to you about, about UVA?
1: So UVA was always on my radar being from Southwest Virginia. Um, It's got a stellar reputation around the country, but especially in Virginia, you know, you always hear about UVA. So Darton popped up pretty quick when I started doing research. And as I learned more, I actually started to come to some of the events and things. I remember pretty distinctively a um, a mock case study, like a mock case class, essentially, with Michael Lennox, who's a, a strategy professor here. I love that. I thought that was just the coolest experience. And, you know, if, if all of those Darden classes would look and feel like that, like that was going to be, I was pretty interested in that opportunity. Um, so, and I, I knew that Darden would be a challenge, uh, but I thought about, you know, what were my goals with with going to an MBA and doing an MBA program? And and Darden really checked all of the boxes for me. So I, I knew I needed to get some comprehensive business education in. And, and I mean, Darden's, Reputation for sure proceeded it in that regard, in terms of how good and rigorous the academics were. Um, I knew I wanted to have access to um, really good companies and organizations, and Darden for sure provided that. Um, and I knew I wanted to be surrounded by a group of really brilliant peers who pushed me to be better every single day, and and Darden also provided that in spades. So, out of those three things, I was looking for, Darden um, was the was the clear choice, and luckily enough. Uh, they accepted me. So here I am. You mentioned where you're from.
0: Um, Darton also has a scholarship for folks who are from the Appalachian region of West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee. Is that something that was on your radar when you were applying?
1: You know, funny enough, it, it wasn't exactly. I, I knew I had to put in, you know, whether I was from one, one of the counties in, in Appalachia, on the application, but I hadn't made the connection that that could translate into financial aid. And it turns out, yeah, that that scholarship was something that I was eligible for. And I still I mean, I'll never forget the day that uh, Whitney Kestner in admissions called and said that i had been awarded that scholarship, which I was just incredibly grateful for. I mean, it, it I, I think, you know, growing up in, in Appalachia and Southwest Virginia, I, it, going to business school is not something pe- people that I knew did. And, and the fact that this Scholarship is out there to help try to start to build a pipeline for people from that area. Um, it's something that I I, I love that it's out there. Obviously it's benefited me, but i I've, um I think there's a lot of potential to get some really bright people from that part of the state um, and from states around it, West Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee. Um, and to to build a pipeline of people who are coming to business schools like Darden from from that part of the country. Um, you know, we we know that it's it's pretty economically depressed um, so so I, yeah that was that was a very cool thing to learn about for myself but also the fact that that's a scholarship that's going to be available for students from that region is also really pretty amazing and pretty unique for a school like darden to offer
0: and for listeners who were curious about that scholarship it's called the kington scholarship and you can find more details uh, out there on on our website it's worth doing uh doing your research if you're curious about that scholarship you're from Appalachia and so sort of strongly encourage you to to do that so um well let's talk a little bit more so you come to Darden Ty and what was that adjustment like uh, for you obviously you had this per- music performance background you'd done AmeriCorps um, but now you're in business school doing graduate
1: business education what was that adjustment like yeah, so, so two main things. One, um, my wife and I had just had a baby. So we, we moved from Kansas City to Charlottesville with a three month old, which was its own set of just huge life changes. Uh, I like I say, we, we bundled our life changes all together <laughs> to uh, have a new child and embark <clears throat> on a big move and start in a really demanding MBA program and recruiting and all that. So just adjusting to one being new parents. Uh, moving across the country away from my wife's family and, and into a new city like Charlottesville and, and to start an MBA program, all those things required big adjustments for me. So it was a time of of transition and a time of challenge for my wife and I especially. Um, but you know, just adjusting adjusting to that uh, it it taught me a lot about myself, honestly. Um, it also kind of like helped me learn some of the strengths that I brought to the program because I, I'm not really your typical MBA student, if there even is a typical MBA student anymore, but um, you know I don't have the, a business background by any means. Um, I'm a bit older than the class average and the fact that I have a, a wife and baby, um, all those three things were kind of not, uh, not your tr- typical or traditional or average kind of MBA student background. Um, so you know, while that could kind of lend itself to me second-guessing myself or feeling less confident about what I kind of brought in and what I could offer, um, as I made the adjustment to being an MBA student, to living here in Charlottesville, to being a, a new parent, um, I gained a lot more confidence that you know actually I I have a perspective on. Me on things i have a a perspective that actually is different from other people and and a set of strengths that is different from other people in my class and i i hope that those have have added to discussions and projects and things and um so it 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 was a really difficult transition and challenge and especially in the the early part of of the mba program when you know i hadn't gone to school in 10 or so years Uh, so adjusting even just to the school part was quite quite a big task but once once we found our footing, I think we really thrived. Um, and ever since then, I've I've sort of reflected on what I'm learning, and and not just about business, but about myself, you know. And I've become a much more confident, and I think a much more capable person as a result. It's really jump started my my career and and kind of transformed the person that I sort of see myself as. So, you know, change and challenge can be really hard, but I, I see this is this one is a really pretty necessary one for both me and my family.
0: What was the process of you know picking a business school, like uh, doing that with the family, obviously having you know you have a new child on the way, all, all of this kind of stuff you're having to think about uh, what what was important to you and your family as you made your business school decision kind of collectively as a as a group there?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think being aligned with my wife was the most important thing um, and that's easier said than done, but but I think. Being aligned on our expectations and our goals was the two main, most important things for us. Um, in terms of expectations, you know, I knew based on students I'd talked to before coming to Darden that it was demanding and, and rigorous and a challenging program. And it was going to take up a lot of time, both in the academic side and, and recruiting for, for internships. Um, so, you know, I, I, was I wanted to make sure I was really aligned with my wife that hey that's what we're actually getting ourselves into if we go and move and do this thing together is that you know, you're know you not going to see quite as much of me, especially during that fall of the first year while, while academics are hot and recruiting is happening. So being really on the same page about what we thought we could expect based on the best information I could get um, about what the experience was like was really important for us, but also being aligned on what the goals brought more broadly were, you know, yes, we're going to make sacrifices here in this short term, um, but we're going to see them as an investment in our goals for our future. Like I said earlier, you know, my main goal with this MBA was to to expand my option set, my opportunity set, <clears throat> and I knew that that was going to require a lot of growth and a lot of learning, um, and that wasn't going to come easy. But but we both knew if we were going to to take our family into into to the next level um, and to have the type of future we wanted to have, this type of investment was really necessary um, for us. So yeah, those aligning really heavily with our staying aligned on what the expectations were and what our goals were together uh, were the two most vital things. And that's something we still work on, especially considering that I'm going into a, a consulting job after Darton. Um, it's gonna continue to be something that we got a lot of good practice <laughs> here doing and, and we'll continue to exercise as I go on to my next thing with post Darton.
0: So it's interesting to hear your story because you talk to a lot of incoming business school students and like, all right, I'm just going to focus on school. That's really all I can do right now. And you had a new child to also, you know, to sort of navigate being a, a new parent and all that comes with that. And of course, relocating to a new area. That does feel like a lot, Ty. How did, how did you break that down or figure out, you know, an approach that worked for you and your family as you navigated all all of this newness?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I think part of it was, well, I, I let me just say I could not have survived this without my wife. I, I, she is a superhuman. I mean, she 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 was working every bit as hard, if not harder, than I was every single day of this entire journey. Um, raising a child is is no small feat, and I I always had respect for parents. Um, but but wow, I mean, just the 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 blood, sweat, and tears that she's put into raising our our daughter is just something that I will never stop admiring. Um all that said though, um I I needed to find people that had done this <laughs> to talk to and reflect with and and bounce ideas off of. So that, that's one approach that I took. Um two was I needed to have priorities. I knew I knew what my priorities were and I needed to make decisions when trade offs were required um based on those priorities. So to dig a little bit more into that um I knew that I needed to come here and, and get as good an education as I possibly could. So I knew I needed to focus on academics. That's perhaps not as not as common of a thing for people going to MBA programs is that they are really, you know, one of their goals is the academics. But for me, I knew what it was. I, I wanted to come here and learn. Um, and and Darden has been excellent for that. I mean, especially looking back on the second year, and and all that I've learned and how I've grown, it's it's for sure delivered on that promise. But that was my that was a priority for me. Obviously, getting a job was was a huge priority for me. And, um, and you know, spending as much time with my family as I possibly could uh, during that period was also my my priority. So if I ever had to make a decision about how I was going to spend some time, you know, I could be spending it reading a case. I could be spending it having a coffee chat for recruiting. I could be spending it uh, doing bedtime with my daughter, or I could be spending it going out with with my, my friends and MBA colleagues. And I just kind of had to, together with my wife, make a hierarchy of those priorities and, and use that as a sort of barometer for, hey, you know, what what am I going to pick based on what my priorities are? Because there's any number of things that could be taking my attention and time in a given moment. So I just had to have really clear priorities going in. And I had to continually evaluate those as, as time went on, along with my wife. Um, and I mean, I'd like to say that this all worked and, and was perfect. It definitely was not. We had our share of struggles. But um, I know for a fact that we are stronger for this experience, for sure. And um, you know, again, it's all about just building, building that strength and that muscle of, of, okay, how do we prioritize? How do we communicate about those priorities? Because we're going to use that in, in our next phase um, after Darden as well. And I'm really grateful that we got the chance to to exercise that here.
0: Were you and your your wife involved with the Darden Partners Association? Was that a resource that was helpful uh, to you?
1: Definitely. So, so my wife's been a part of the DPA since we since we moved to Darden. Um, even more impactful, I think, for us has been the Darden uh, the Parents of Darden Club. So that that was a kind of an informal small club up until this school year, actually.
0: Um,
1: but I, I talked to a few MBA students uh, from Darden who had who had actually like helped start and run Parents of Darden. Sarah Costa comes to mind. I don't know if you ever met Sarah. She's um, at Vanguard now, um, but she. She was a person I talked to when I was interested in Darden. Um, she and I both actually did City Year, so that's how I got connected with her. But she she was a parent when she was at Darden and she had done a podcast um, about Parents of Darden and, and the, the experience of being a, a parent and a student. So she was a huge help. Um, but that Parents of Darden group is is a, a small but growing force, I think, at Darden. And I'm really proud of the work that we've done this year. I'm actually on the on the board of Parents of Darden this year, along with a couple of really my, my good friends. Um, and you know that's it's such a unique experience uh to be a parent and a student at Darden and I'm glad that we have a an outlet like this club to to connect um both on the unique struggles of the experience but also the unique kind of strengths and, and circumstances that I think we bring um so the parents of Darden club helped me for sure and I'm very grateful for that um DPA also does some amazing amazing work as well
0: yeah I- I had the good fortune of interviewing uh, Sarah for for the podcast here and talking with her about her experience. And I um, was so glad to hear that resource because you're right, that is a particular MBA student experience when you're doing this, not just with uh, a partner or a spouse, but also uh, with kids and or, or a child or whatever the family situation might be. And so I think it's important no matter where you're coming from, what you're doing, to have people you can and sort of connect with about your particular experience and talk to them about that. And how are you managing this? And what are you doing? And just bounce ideas off each other and support each other.
1: Yeah.
0: So, all right. So summer after
1: your first year,
0: um, what did you do?
1: So I was in um, Denver, Colorado with Bain and Company. I um, was very fortunate to get the chance to work with the team there. And um, I had an excellent experience. I mean, my wife and I knew we wanted to go to Denver and um, luckily enough, the opportunity came up with, with Bain, and it's it's a small and growing office. So uh, that's that's actually where we're going to be returning after Darton. Um, but we we love Colorado and the mountains, and we're super excited to move out there full time a few months after graduation. Uh, still not quite sure exactly what the start date situation looks like, but um, but yeah, it was it was an excellent summer. I I definitely. Uh, one I'm I'm, I'm grateful cuz I wouldn't I don't think I really would have had realistic access to a company like Bain without Darden so you know Darden for sure helped me um even have the chance to 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 get an opportunity to to talk to a company like Bain which I'm very grateful for but also Darden really prepared me robustly for the experience um you know the the, the core academic program at Darden is notoriously challenging um and but in a really constructive way um I, I found myself to be surprisingly well equipped. (laughs) I mean, it sure, for sure was a growing, it was a growing experience for me over the summer, but I, I, you know, I used a ton of the the business analytics skills that I learned in my first year. I used a lot of the finance skills um, in that internship, and I'm sure I'll continue to, to use things I've learned here to succeed in that job.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, sometimes we've heard from folks on the podcast that the summer internship is the thing that sometimes gives them perspective on what they've just done during the first year, Uh, they can see the picture a bit clearer at that point.
1: Was that your experience? Yeah, so I was working on, um, you know, targeting, basically how to target a sales campaign for this company, you know, what, where, where should they be looking? What types of customers should they be looking at? How should they approach these customers based on a bunch of data and i And I thought this summer you know, sort of at the end of the experience, if you'd have told me what that project looked like before I came to garden, I wouldn't have really had the first idea of like how to even approach that problem, much less how to implement and and do the work and and break it up and and actually solve a problem and propose a solution like the one that I worked on this summer so um. It it is kind of fun to look back and 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 truly try to get that perspective on, you know how far you, how far you've come over such a short time. Like I like I said, it, it was quite the the change and adjustment coming here. But um, I, I know that that feeling of discomfort, that feeling of unfamiliarity, that that thing that was pushing me to be better, it it is it's taken me into a different universe as far as my my ability level, my skills, and and my confidence. Um, but it's also shown me. A lot about where I also want to go. You know, I have a much clearer idea for where I want my career to go, um, and it, it's it's a lot less murky and hazy and uncertain. And I, and I you know, you can't be certain about anything, but I, I definitely know a lot more confidently kind of how I want to build out my career um, based on the last year and a half that I've spent.
0: Gosh, that's that's such a valuable thing uh, to be able to have that 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 clarity in the, in that way. So. Uh, you come back to Dart after that summer in Denver and uh, you're a second-year student. Um, how have you thought about the elective courses that you've chosen? Uh, has it been, you know, have you tried to do a con- like a concentration in a particular area? You're just picking a lot of classes that are of interest. How, how have you chosen your classes?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've i not really focused on the concentration stuff, but I have earned a couple. Um, The one I think I've focused on things I'm interested in and two I've focused on things that I I think will help me in my career. Um, The things I'm interested in has been the primary driver though and there's there's a ton of options. I mean I've I've gained a newfound love and interest in the analytics and and, uh, and data and even into like the AI area. So I've taken some AI oriented courses. I took a data science and business course last semester that was excellent really hard, but but super interesting. Um, so that's something I've, it actually is an interest of mine, but I think it will bleed into my career pretty significantly. Um, I'm taking a game theory course right now just because I'm, I'm really interested in that, and it's super fun. Um, but also on the preparation side, I've, I've taken classes that um, maybe even weren't my favorite subject areas, but I know will really robustly prepare me from a technical skills standpoint for succeed, su- you know, su- success and consulting and at Bain, um, Bain does a lot of private equity work, and uh, I'm in a private equity class right now, getting uh, a lot of really good leg work done on what the industry looks like, what uh, what due diligence is, you know, what how to value companies, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, the things I'm interested in and, and the things I think will help me prepare for the career, those have been my two main motivations behind my uh, electives.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. I can't tell you how many people have come on the podcast and said. I earned a couple of concentrations, although that was not my necessarily intention. Uh, it just sort of happened that yeah. way because the courses that yeah. I picked. That's a pretty common refrain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. I've heard the same. Because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's definitely fun to say you have a, a concentration in business analytics, or I think I even might have had a, a concentration in asset management, although I'm, I'm pretty suspect of anyone who might want me to manage their assets. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely fun to have a little certificate, I'm sure, once graduation comes around.
0: Well, you mentioned parents at Darden, uh, any other clubs or organizations that you've been involved with here in your second year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I've been pretty targeted and, and much more strategic about how and where I wanna spend my time in the second year. So parents at Darden has been the, the lion's share of my extracurriculars per se, um, being on the board and, and trying to, again, build build out a system for the, for our club now that we're official, you know, fundraising and communications and all that type of stuff and programming. Um, so that's been really fun, and I think we've learned a lot as a club. And I, I hope that we've left, uh, you know, a good left the club in a good place for the next board, who's actually currently being um, selected to to come in and continue building. Um, in the first year, I was I was a member of Ed Freeman's faculty student band, which was really fun. I haven't had the chance to reconnect with them this year yet, but I definitely want to get back uh, and plug back in with them at some point. Um, but Ed, I'm sure you know who Ed is. Ed, Ed's one of the more well-known professors we have he's it's been so fun to to actually get to know him not even in a business ethics sort of context but in a, just a talking about music you know eds a keyboardist and a singer and he's super passionate about music um he's got this house out in the woods and to go out and just rehearse in a very casual way and, and just get to chat with him and and the other members of the band was like one of the highlights of my first year for sure so uh, and also get the chance to scratch the music. Yet, you know that was that was the first part of my career. So getting the chance to play a little bit um, is is super fun. So I want to reconnect there for sure.
0: Uh, what instrument did you play in the band?
1: Uh, I'm a trumpeter.
0: You just never know. Sometimes people play multiple instruments, and they say, "Oh, in this band, I play play this thing." So, um, did you have a favorite song
1: y'all performed in the band? So we did a um, we did a Fleetwood Mac song. I don't even think I actually played trumpet on it. Um, but it, I think it was, um, I think we did Landslide. Uh, but we actually have, we run quite the gamut in terms of genre in, in Ed's band. We do some blues, we do some jazz, uh, we do some some rock and some pop. Uh, it's, it's quite the variety, which is super fun. And it's really just kind of driven by the band members. You know, we have a couple of students, a few faculty members, Mark Lipson on the finance faculty plays in the band, so does Jared Harris. Um, I know I'm not getting everybody, but uh, yeah, it's, it's quite the eclectic group, uh, but Ed definitely, provides the, the the vibe and the personality that sort of sets the tone for everybody else, which I really love. I mean, Ed's, Ed's been one of my favorite people here since, since I got here.
0: Yeah, I had the good fortune to interview him for this ongoing faculty series that we have called Office Hours. It was really a highlight. I mean, obviously, he has had an incredible career, uh, all the things, all the research and publication he's done, stakeholder theory, all these kinds of things. He's also a super interesting guy. We were asking for book recommendations, album recommendations. It was it was a lot of fun to talk with him. Um, so here you are in your last semester here as a Darden student. Ty, anything on your Charlottesville bucket list? You got to do this before graduation. Anything along those
1: lines? I think, yeah, we're just going to get into Shenandoah uh, National Park. As many weekends as we can, um, we are are going to try to hit as many of the parks around Charlottesville as we can as well. Our, our our daughter is up and running and talking and doing all the all the things as a little toddler does, and so we we want to find as many outlets for her as we can while we're here. Um, I definitely want to finish out classes strong. Um, you know, as I said, things are a bit more relaxed and slower, which I'm not uh, not complaining about by any means this time of the second year. Um, but definitely want to finish out strong and, and enjoy my time here and spend as much time with with my peers and colleagues as I can. Um, we're, we're also looking forward, to, we're heading up to Denver for spring break and gonna take a look at some neighborhoods out there um, so that we have an idea about where, where we wanna might, sorry, where we might wanna move come late summer. Um, but really, yeah, that's basically it. Just gonna kind of finish out strong here at Darden and, and graduate, fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but i always think it's interesting. I mean, you got a, a little ways to go here before graduation, but do you have a, a favorite course that you've taken uh, during your time here at Darn, at least so far?
1: Yeah, it, it would be a tough choice. I, um, so I'm i a big fan of Kenda Hatchim, the, the economics professor. Who I had her for, for the core economics class, but I also took a class with her last, um, in second quarter called Economics of Money and Banking. I think I think Kenda is the gold standard in terms of darden uh, professors both in in teaching and in writing her materials are uh, just fantastic um and she is i in my opinion one of the best case method professors we have so, and she's also just a delight but she's she's brilliant and sharp and knows how to how to lead a case discussion um and the materials have always just been so good I mean her cases are are very good and then just diving into the fundamentals of you know what 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 is why are banks a thing what how do they work you know this concept of maturity transformation all this stuff I'd never even thought about before um so that was that was probably my favorite but it, there's there's a lot that come pretty close um the data science class in business for for sure ranks a close second there um, yeah, those are the first ones that come to mind
0: what makes kinda so good at uh, leading a case discussion. I'm always curious uh, from the student perspective what do you really like about what she does in the classroom?
1: So, I think that she has a an excellent awareness of where the conversation is, but also an idea of where not where she wants it to go. I think she has clear objectives for what she wants the class to learn, but the way that she allows us to get there is 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 really excellent, I think. So sometimes it's uh, I can only imagine how actually how hard it is to lead a case method discussion. I'm sure it's much harder than it looks, actually, from the professor's point of view. But knowing what you want the class to get out of a particular case, but also letting the class lead the discussion, uh, but providing guardrails to help us stay on track is, I'm sure, you know, in my experience, it seems to be a lot harder than it looks. And she does that really, really well. She lets the class take the discussion, but in a way that still is targeted towards an end goal or a set of end goals. Um, she's she's an expert at that.
0: I've had the uh, good fortune of helping out with a class this quarter, an ethics through literature course. And it's through the case method as well. And you have to think of so many questions that you want to ask, because you have to be ready for like, what if I ask this question and nobody responds to it? What's another version of that question I can ask? What about another question? And it's this like iterative thing where you're trying to lead the conversation through sort of systematic questioning, but you're also creating all this opportunity for the conversation to go in other anticipated ways. And you never know the perspective people are going to bring. Um, you know, reading a book is, you know, not that different than reading a case. People can take different things out of the case and gravitate towards different parts of it. And so I just found that that discipline, that's, um, you obviously get better the more you do it. I, I, this is early, early for me. I've never really done this before, but... Uh, I've been so impressed by how Darden faculty lead those case discussions, because you really have to be prepared for a lot of different perspectives, and you have to know how to ask really good questions.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. So um, do you have a favorite memory from your time here at Darden? Probably would be um, my daughter's first birthday, actually. So um my daughter and wife share a birthday. <laughs> um my daughter was born the exact day of my wife uh turned 30 and they were born in the same hospital, which uh, I'm sure was the best and worst birthday gift of all time, considering my wife had now has to share a birthday with, with my daughter. Uh but anyway, we we actually had her birthday party in the piano room at at Darden on a Sunday morning. And we invited my family and some friends at Darden, and it was just a really beautiful uh Experience you know we, there were people coming by and, and stopping by and saying hi, and the kids were just having a great time and I mean, as, as you know, the the building is gorgeous, and I, I told I told my family oh, don't get used to this level of, of venue for birthday parties moving forward, but hey, we're going to start off with a bang with this first one um, but that was just a, a really beautiful kind of community experience, and I think kind of encapsulates the feeling at, at Darden for me and um yeah I'd so say that that's that's the fondest memory. Uh, it's funny; it's not a, a particular class or a discussion, but that's what sticks out in my head.
0: Oh, that's a great memory. Um, that's what a what a great place to have a first birthday party. It's a beautiful room, um, and uh, yeah, not too many uh, rooms in the world where you have like a grand piano in there. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, pretty nice uh, for a first for a first birthday party. So, um, yeah. Well, um, last question for you here, Ty. Um, What's a piece of advice you would share with our prospective student listeners as they think about their own MBA journeys?
1: Sure. My advice would be to, um, at all costs, be authentic um, and don't second guess what you have to offer. So I think this applies to everyone, but I'm especially passionate about people like me, frankly, with, with fairly nontraditional backgrounds, or people coming in with kind of unique circumstances, whether they're parents or, or whatever. Um, and I think that it can be easy in the process of both applying for an MBA program like Darden, um, or when you're actually here to, to change what you might say or, or, or not offer exactly what you might think because you're worried about how it might be perceived or that somebody wants to hear something different in an essay or in a class discussion. And what I've learned I think so far is that I actually do have a unique perspective on things. And, um, and I, I am much more confident now in sharing that. Um, that authentic experience and that, and that, you know, opinion or that perspective on a particular discussion or a problem. Um, and actually some, some of my best friends here and some of the people who I've learned the most from are also not the, the typical person you might think of when you would think of an MBA student. So I would just encourage anybody who's thinking about this to to really at all costs be authentic and not second guess what you have to bring and to bring that fully.
0: I love that that advice, um, something that we, we certainly um, try to reiterate here on the podcast, that what makes this community so rich is everyone's difference, right? People come from all kinds of different backgrounds and perspectives, lived experiences all around the world, all around the United States. Um, it's just an incredible mix of people here. And I think sometimes candidates, when they're applying to school, they get worried that they don't have the right this and the right that, um, you know, from this particular... Particular background. What if everybody's else from this other background and that, that uniqueness, what makes you different, is is a real strength, and and you should absolutely lean in, lean into that. Um, but I, I know that sometimes people don't feel that way, so I appreciate appreciate your, your your saying that, Ty. So, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ty. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you. And uh, so, do you, will we see you out there with the with the faculty band um, in the in the coming months?
1: I certainly hope so. Yeah, I've got to go get, going back to rehearsals for sure. and I got to get the horn out and start practicing again.
0: All right, well, look forward to that. Um, thank you so much uh, for being here and good luck with the rest of the semester.
1: Thank you so much, Brett, really appreciate it.
0: And that was my interview with Ty Sheets, second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2024. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N at virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.